prepare yourself for the most intensely shocking motion picture of our time. <coughs> Nightmare, the motion picture everyone is talking about. Hello, Steve. Right, we can use this as an intro. I literally have just come from eating dinner. As you can see, it's all down my front. Um, oh. I, Chris had made uh, Kievs from M&S, the, um, the plant-based ones. <laughs> so you're going to say from M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> the plant-based Kievs. And I, and I put the fork in it to like, oh, I can't wait to eat this. And it burst like a pimple and went all down my fucking leg. You know what? They're very, they're very similar scenes to that in this movie. Mm, especially dry food being thrown onto a plate. Aggressively thrown. <laughs> There's uh, a lot of snatching of, of, of meat, meaty goods. Where would we see snatchings of meaty goods, James? So it is filth. Yeah, that'll do that. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, think, we got think, there. Yeah, just start it from, from, so where do we see? <laughs> like in this movie, we got there in the end. Like in this movie, we meandered. For an hour and, and a quarter. It was longer than that. It was. No, no, no. That was the meandering time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had maybe a good 20 minutes of, of gore. It was like an hour 40 minutes, this. Yeah, I know, yeah. What are we watching? We are watching, confusingly, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Nightmare, but I know it as Nightmares in a Damaged Brain which is what it is on my Anchor Bay DVD collection I have. Oh, my. Yeah. So I've seen this before, where, where, and I didn't did remember a frame of it. Uh, I watched the Amazon one so that we had the same version. Because yeah, the Amazon one's the uncut one. Yes, exactly, yeah. Which is what you want to see. I think we've only done that like twice, right, where we watched different versions of a film, and only once was the film so different that it had a different title. Yeah, yeah, we watched different versions Pigs. that had like totally different sections removed and it changed the entire meaning of the film. <laughs> like everything was different because of those changes. Because of daddy's little darlings. <laughs> so we start. Should we address the company logo? What was the company logo? It was 20th Century Productions, but clearly in the 20th Century Fox font. <laughs> And I was just like, that, that is not a real company. I like that. Piggyback off of Giants. I, I didn't notice that <laughs> at all, but, but that, that's, that's good of them. Yeah. Uh, it's, clearly, it's clearly a smart production team behind this one. I know, right? They always say don't work with animals or children. And, and the director of this was like, do you know what? I am a maverick. I am going to work with many children, and give but me no some animals. Rats. Oh, oh, yeah, and some <laughs> oh, rats. We've got rats. We've got rats. <laughs> I'm trying to remember, is there a dog? No, there's not a dog at one point. No, but yeah. there's, there's, there's a good few rats. Maybe there is a dog at some point. Nah. Nah, not in nah. this. Not in nah. this film. Nah. The director knows to steer clear of things that might lead to, I don't know, like a lack of suspense or, or poor acting, poor continuity, <laughs> poor filmmaking, poor decisions. 
make sure to have six separate scenes where somebody is either having a bath or a shower or getting out of the bath or a shower. You know what? I just think it's well-timed from the killer because he doesn't want to get whatever tool he's using, pickaxe, mm-hmm. whatever. It was mostly a pickaxe, wasn't it? It was always a pickaxe. No, uh, it was pick. a hammer. It was like a claw hammer, wasn't it? Was it? Like an, it was an ice pick. Oh, uh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, uh, he doesn't want to get that dirty. So he times it when people are having showers so that he can kill nice. them, get a nice clean pool. Nice. Yeah, did you notice he was wearing gloves? Yeah. It's you, a very you, COVID-safe film. Well, you've got oh, to stay safe. You've got to wrap it. You've got to wrap it. <laughs> people, yeah, people are always washing. They're, they're really looking out for their health. I know, right? <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems that this man is indeed suffering from the COVID sweats as we pan round a dark room to a clammy as fuck dude yeah. laying in a bed, just kind of like writhing in cold sweats. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of blood in his sheet. Yeah, and I was right? looking at it and I was like, that's weird. I wonder if he's got a cut leg. And then they pan down and <laughs> screams and flicks the sheets over. <laughs> and there's just a decapitated head, like Lungs. awful, <laughs> all the innards, <laughs> and the bed is soaked in blood. And then I'm like, how is there just one little smear on the blanket? When the kid walks up the stairs later on, in the hallway, there's blood on the wall. So they obviously pick that shot up later. <laughs> Are you telling me? That the continuity wasn't on point in this film. Ooh, ooh. Because I may have a, a, a couple of notes about that as we go. There was one that, oh, very, coming very soon. Coming yeah. very soon. There's a big continuity problem. Yeah. But the, yeah, the decapitated woman's head laying at the bottom of his bed, he starts screaming and she opens her eyes and you're like, holy fuck, I guess it's witchcraft. Yeah, yeah. Headcraft. Or... Is it some kind of nightmare city and he woke up and it was just a, a nightmare? No, I think it's Mystics and Barley, so there's some sort of witch going on. It, it was just laying down, so all the guts were everywhere. <laughs> it was sleeping. <laughs> Where do we go? What happens? Uh, so he then wakes up and he is in a very cheap-looking hospital. <laughs> scream yeah. he's the sweatiest man i had to so i watched this last night at like midnight and then i got about 45 minutes in and i was like fuck this i'm going to bed i'm going to watch the rest of the morning which is always a good sign when a movie's so engaging <laughs> that you can turn it off and watch the rest of it in the morning the, the sound mix is like talking and, and you can't really hear anything and then screaming and i've yeah. got the windows open because it's hot still <laughs> so i was constantly <laughs> messing around with the audio <laughs> but yeah the, like the the audio is fucked the soundtrack isn't great and it's confusing at times. Yeah. The a lot of the time there's like sections that well, there's sections that's just mute film like mute of sound. There's no dialogue in it. The fucking airport. The airport bit where he goes and picks that guy up and they're t- they're having a full walk and talk <laughs> conversation and you're like, okay, it's gonna cut away now because it's, it's a montage, it's gonna cut away now. It's gonna cut away in a minute. No, and then, and then he gets into else. a car and, <laughs> and then they drive no and they're still talking and there's no dialogue. <laughs> God damn. But back to this um, cheaply made psych ward. It's just got like a curtain up. Well, I think I figured it out because in another shot, you see that side of the room later and it's got another curtain. So it's got another another reflective window. And I think they wanted to shoot from that angle, but just <laughs> didn't want to film the reflection of the camera gear. 
are those rooms supposed to be separate rooms as well? Or like in no. the film, and they were of trying course. to disguise the fact that this is the same room they were filming in. By just like sketchily hanging up a ghost. So you're saying that's the room where he goes in and he's smoking a cigarette and they're watching him behind the glass? Yeah, pretty sure. Oh my God. I was it's, wondering it's, why it's, there was a curtain. It's almost identical. But yeah, it was covering up the other glass. Because oh. there's like glass in front and glass on the side. But yeah, they, they drug him up and that seems to calm him down. And then we cut to kids screaming. Oh yeah. dear God, bloody murder. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Kathy is the babysitter. Now I did do one of my things here when I confuse characters. And I so I mixed up Kathy and the mum, who shall be named mum because I've written her down. Who knows as what her name is? Bad mum. She she isn't she great. Is awful. <laughs> <laughs> and when the killer shows up, it turns out he's not the killer. He's just social services to take the children away. Oh my god. <laughs> Do not get me started on that right now. <laughs> uh, so this babysitter is very inappropriately dressed to be looking after children. You can see through her top. Yeah, but she's a she's an eighties babysitter. She's there to have sex with boyfriends. Yeah, but also maybe put a bra on if you're going to wear a see through top when God, you're looking after children, especially a little love. boy. It's nothing they haven't seen before. <laughs> Probably because their mum doesn't know what they get up constantly. to. Yeah, <laughs> showering in that house twice. Yeah, that's not your house, bitch. It's yeah. You're babysitting. <laughs> what are you doing in the shower? Like, I get the second time why she had a shower, but the first time it's just like, why are you in the shower? Well, there are no rules in that house. You can spark up joints in normal care. I think you know there the, are guns this, like everywhere. You know the scene when she's having a shower. Which one? The first time. Okay. Yeah. And it's because that guy walks in who's actually not really a guy. I think that was added later on because when the killer is walking around the house with the mask on, I'm like, why is he wearing the mask? Like, it's not like anyone in there is going to recognize him. I think he's wearing the mask for the bit where he's shot in the chest so they could have the prosthetic on his chest. I honestly think that's why. Nah, I don't think they added that in because because they. They reference, they reference like that as one of the things that she was pissed off about as well. Yeah, they do. That is true. But yeah, so the kids are complaining that there's someone that's um, that's outside their window that's yeah. looking in, and she's like, "Don't be stupid. It's the '80s. You'll get kidnapped, and we'll just pretend you ran away." Exactly. Or we'll just say it was a celebrity, and that's fine. <laughs> and then you see POV shots from outside. Now, this whole time, she's been inside during daylight hours. Because you can see oh, outside. Yeah, sorry, this is the big continuity thing, yeah. And the kids are in bed. When she runs into the bedroom to be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's it's daylight outside. <laughs> yeah. With the, curtain, with the thin curtains drawn that are so see-through, she might as well be wearing them as a top. <laughs> so you can see that it's light outside. And then it cuts to the outside shot looking in through the bushes, and it's dark. And yeah. then it cuts to the inside <laughs> shot of her looking outside, <laughs> and it's light. Yeah. And then she decides to go for a walk outside and with her magic blinking abilities, turns the sun off, steps outside. But now we have, and I was writing down, like, is this shit camera work or is this a POV from the roof? Because it's a weird kind of shaky cam. So I didn't realise that roof was there until obviously the next bit when the police show up and they're walking around on the roof. Because I was like, is that a floating man? Well, no, because... You could see you could see the roof in the shot looking oh, down you? at her, and also it's like a high angle shot, so I assume they got on top of the roof. Yeah, but I mean the shot where you see the person looking at her—it looks like they're floating. Yeah. Oh, so before that, it follows the camera follows her walking around, and then so I'm like, 
crap shot or POV. And then it turns out it's half and half because then you see the hand and the person appearing in front of the camera, yeah. like from behind them. So it's like there's two people and it's a POV. Yeah. And then, yeah, you cut to her angle and someone jumps off the roof. Like Batman is basically up there and jumps off the roof and lands towards her. But then you cut, a, cut to George screaming again and waking think, up from a nightmare. I but then you cut back drink. to reality and the police are at the house oh, and yeah, the police right. are looking on the fucking roof. So I thought that was going to imply that this movie is about a guy that's having dreams and in the dreams he's like manifesting in other places. Yeah, I was really, not, I thought the same thing. That is not what this film is about. I'm no, going to make a note unsolved... of that because that's a better concept for a film. <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, it's just, that's just an unsolved mystery of this film. Yeah. They never bring that up again. No. They do on top. I think like they discuss like, oh, it was CJ playing a prank or something like that, maybe. Um, but then the girl's in like the babysitter's in tears. Yeah. And she's being consoled because a ghost jumped on her. Uh-huh. I don't know. Where did the body go? I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe it stopped I thought, midair I genuinely disappeared. thought that was a dream up until you just said that obviously you see the police there the next day. Yeah, searching the rooftop. Well, we assume the next day it could have been that night the sun just turned on again. <laughs> <laughs> because it is Good that point. night. <laughs> Good point. And why would the police wait to then come back the next morning to see if the person's on the roof? <laughs> Oh, maybe. Oh, okay. Police find nothing, and then CJ is laughing at the girl. Yeah, so maybe he the, did the, fake that. Somehow. Yeah, because because she's she's then crying, and CJ, the little boy, is like cackling away, like yeah. enjoying enjoying her misery. And now we cut to a new nightmare where we see this over and over again. Oh, I thought you meant we literally stop watching this and then watch Wes Craven's watch new, new nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, yeah, we could do that instead. <laughs> I'd be I'd be happy. And cut to a kid walking up some stairs, and there's a a, a couple having slightly kinky sex. I've I've put down later on at this down. that this kid has come back from his job as a 1950s milkman. Because what the <laughs> fuck is he dressed as? Yes, either that or a Mormon. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't live there. He was just going door to door. Because spoilers <laughs> for later on. When he sees it happening, he doesn't run outside to get an axe because he's just like, oh, someone's attacking my dad or whatever. He casually walks outside, stops and looks back. And then it's like, yeah, I'm going to have to kill them both. And, <laughs> and casually goes to get the axe and casually well, goes and gets him. And I, I wasn't sure if that was his dad or if that was... Uh, sorry, sorry, if that was his mum or if that yeah, was I know, right? dominatrix woman. But like... She basically, his nose becomes a tomato and she slaps his nose and he like has tomato juice on, yeah, on the yeah. side of it. And he does it again. It's good that you say tomato juice because if I covered myself in ketchup and ran up to you, would you think I was bleeding or would you be like, that's ketchup? If you were clutching your gut, writhing in pain <laughs> without a history of prank making, I would assume you have been seriously harmed. <laughs> In a ketchup-related Because I trust you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've been impaled by a ketchup like, spear or hit by a ketchup truck. <laughs> yeah, so this kid is watching some kinky, tied-up, slap-sex BDSM. Barely BDSM. And then you see, like, slashes. You don't see him doing anything, but you see, like, slashes of blood on the wall, mm. right? And then mm. her head disappears. Yeah. Do you see the head fly off or does it just like cut to a, I feel like a you see the head fly starting. off because it looks like 
it just sort of does it by itself. Yeah. So I think and you we've see the head. seen that, as you said, Mystic Sobralo, like sometimes heads just detach and fly away for a bit. And come yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, the head just flies off, and then you're stuck there with like a neck with arteries just spewing bubbling blood out. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to the psych ward again. I've written down that the doctor's sitting at like a back computer, which has five monitors, four of which are the same picture of George. And yeah. then the other thing is saying that he is a schizophrenic, mild amnesia, homicidal, dream fixation, and he has seizures. Yeah, which he has a seizure at some point. Oh my God, he does. Yeah. All right, that's, uh, that's check of seizure. He's definitely homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> he has nightmares. I think, I think it's pretty apt. Yeah, um, the back computer got it right. I've written sometimes he's the child. So I wondered if maybe like his, I wondered if his like mental state was flicking to like act, like reliving and acting as this child in life and killing. But I don't yeah. know. That may have been too deep for this. Yeah. I it may have it just is. been a poor plot at the beginning that led to him being a, a serial killer. <laughs> So yeah, they discuss. So then we see, and, and and it's weird, right? So they've got all those monitors, and they've got this one document in the middle that later becomes like a text-based game that they play with it, <laughs> and it, it just gives them information. But like not specific information. When they ask where could he be, it works out the percentage of places that he could, like the chance. I guess the percentage chance that he could be in said place. But yeah. like, I don't think it works because it's like Florida, ninety-one percent. And then whatever one was above Florida was just like 82%. And it's like, that's not how... And there's one with like 17. Yeah, that's like, not how that percentages? works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not how that should work. It should be like Florida, 90%. The other places, 1% each. Not, <laughs> yeah. That comp- I do not trust that computer. <laughs> no, I also don't know where it's, getting, where it's pulling its data from. It's a yeah. bad computer. It's the bad computer, that's why. <laughs> so we now cut to like a some tra- low frame rate tracking shots. I guess it was low, low frame rate. Maybe oh, because hang on, it was, is this him walking down night. the street? Yeah, so he's just walking got past a, the street. Just to walls. mention that beforehand they are telling him that he's got pills that nullify the nightmares and have normalized him, and ah. then he's out on the street. Thank you. And they um, they then talk over this like, quite a horrible low frame rate tracking shot that keeps jumping because I guess they hit a stop sign or something like that. (laughs) 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 Uh, They didn't have permission to film there probably. Yeah. But yeah, so they, um, they're chatting away and they're saying that he murdered a family who was criminally insane and locked up. Now he's under mind control. And then the next step is to turn him into a government weapon. Did you say it's a government weapon or not a government worker? I thought they meant like he was going to work in an office in government. No, they were going to, I'm pretty sure they were going to weaponize him because they talked about weaponizing him a couple of times. Okay. Let me yeah. make a note of that. Because just as a minor, uh, well, just to say, this film, I feel like, like Absurd, is a good concept, but done poorly. This is done worse than Absurd was. But I feel mm. like there's some stuff here that you could actually rework it and have this be a good film. Like the, the whole concept that he has taken these, these pills and he's been cured of his 
illness, but it hasn't worked because his dreams are stronger than the pills and he can still remember the stuff he's doing and he keeps slipping. Either that or he's just taken placebos and he's had a, a couple of good days. So they Because the doctor swears that he's killed him. So he obviously is working for an evil corporation that wants to like make these drugs. And he obviously yeah. wants to cover up that it's not worked. Yeah, they want to be able to ease the side effects, but then be able to harness his power or his strength to, to, to murder families for when they need to assassinate. A whole family. But unfortunately, they got it wrong and they just set it to, to, to massacre. But yeah, he is constantly fighting these impulses, isn't he? Yeah. And you see that towards the end as well when he tries to warn the kid to get out. I thought he was warning the kid to get out so that he could slip past him, past, out, past him out the door. Maybe. I thought I was warning the kid to get out before he kills him, but then considering the end of the film, maybe not. Yeah, I think he, because I don't think he was ever trying to kill the kid, but he, um, I think he was saying, can you get out of the house so I can, because there's only one way out, which is through the door, I think. Which then, like two scenes later, I forgot he was still in the house and was like, wait a minute, we never saw him leave. That means he's <laughs> he's been really well hiding in that fucking house. Like, it's where's he cupboard. been? He's well, in the cupboard in the hallway. Well, I know, I know the mother had another shower, so <laughs> good thing she didn't need a towel from the, cupboard, from the towel cupboard. Don't worry. She'd probably just be like, walk past the cupboard and there's no towel on the floor. Walk back. Oh, good. There's a towel on the floor. That's where I left it. <laughs> she lives in a world without continuity. Yeah, he like hands it to her and she's like, thanks. And like doesn't realize he's there. Thanks, cupboard arm. I forgot <laughs> you were there. Also, somebody else sneaks into the house and takes up another hiding spot. <laughs> and luckily doesn't pick the hiding spot that the killer's in. Oh, wait. I thought that was him. Wait, I, I may get confused. The, when the boyfriend sneaks in. Oh, where did he sneak in? He was hiding in another cupboard because the girl was sat there watching TV and he snuck out and, and they cleverly dressed oh. him in a similar costume. So I thought uh, he was in. I thought he just snuck in at that point. I didn't know he came in earlier. Oh, no, he hiding. came out of a cupboard. <laughs> Is it not just like bad filmmaking and maybe they're trying to pass that off? It's a shame because this film has some good moments of filmmaking in it, but then a lot more bad ones. But this, the scene with the, the girl in the thing when we get to it later on, the, and, the, and the use of shadows and light in that scene was like really good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the acting was awful. That was one of the only really standout shots of the film. I think yeah. they had an idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they had seen something and just recreated it. I mean, this film has some weird logic in it, like the bit where he drops his pills and then the kid goes into his mum's room and picks up the pills and takes them out. And I was just like, how many times has he gone into his mum's room and just picked up random pills off the floor and taken them? But then I realised the mother's really bad anyway, so he probably has. <laughs> She's yeah. an awful mother. Yeah, yeah, she is uh, not attentive. But my God, she gets hers sometimes. We're still at the beginning, James. Oh my God, this film. Yeah, and it felt like this as well. <laughs> uh, so then he goes along, um, he goes to a peep show and then in someone... What? what is that fucking building he's in? It's like a circus peep show. No, oh, okay. So I've been in one in Amsterdam before. It's weird. You, you go into like a booth and there's like a hole in the wall, basically. And you like look through a window. Oh, well, except it has glass. And you can't like, just reach through and like... Grab a titty. But in this, like, I'm pretty sure he got pink eye at one point when she just bent over and farted in his face. <laughs> uh, uh, but it's weird, especially because like you look out and you can see the other faces. I know, right? That It was such a bizarre thing i think that was set in new york so i know in the early 70s or yeah 
New York was a shithole, and then some mayor came and cleared it up. Yeah, so there are really weird title cards throughout this, which I imagine were in the script, and then maybe the editor just misinterpreted them and actually wrote them as title cards. So it starts with, like, the first day or the beginning, and then it says New York, and then it says Florida, and then it says day one, day two, day three, or, or Final day. Or the second day, yeah. So, yeah, he um, he's watching this chick dance around, and then he has flashes of dead mum slash bdsm person yeah and then i think he has a bit of a seizure i'm not sure Uh, and then it's the second day and then he's he's just driving while the family's voting yeah i guess i don't know if the implication is that the sex brought it all back i don't know if that's maybe what the implication is yeah i think so i think he can't he links like sex and death yeah because he's not like motivated he doesn't like wank over their bodies or anything he just wants to kill people sticks a finger in his mouth but True. <laughs> True. He just likes Fine. killing women. He's, yeah, he's not a big fan of killing men. Yeah, there's a lot of cannon fodder in this film. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> ca- hey, hi, new character. <laughs> I've hi, never new seen character. before. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so now, so George Taunton yeah. is now driving yeah. for quite a long time. I think the idea is that, like, and, and they keep, like, announcing it through every state he crosses, it, crosses over. They like say it on the um, on the radio stations. Like you're now listening to Massachusetts. Yeah, you're now listening to almost in Florida. <laughs> but his car breaks down. That car was on its last legs for most of the journey, and yeah. I don't know why he didn't stop and have it fixed beforehand. Yeah, it kept jump cutting. There was yeah. clearly something wrong with it. Oh my god, um, I forgot about this scene. It must be because I watched it last night. But this bit is so fucking weird. Yeah. So he then goes into a country bar. Like they're playing like. I see the country like some like um, Louisiana blues. It's a very strange scene. And I didn't really care for it. And then one of the workers leaves. Was it a worker or just a punter? I don't know. I but think it was just it was somebody a, in the a bar. A woman leaves the bar. Oh wait, I wrote and it then down. She drives home for a very very long time. Well, there's the bit where her boyfriend walks her to the car, or whoever walks her to the car. And she gets in and then he leaves and goes to his car and then he comes back and she walks down the window and says, please understand that not tonight. And he's like, okay, <laughs> cool. Have a good night. Bye. And then leaves. But then he doesn't leave. I guess he goes back into the bar. He goes he to his car, but then he's again. back into the bar. Yeah. And he calls We've her We've all been there. Yeah. You're like, I've had two drinks. I should drive home. Now yeah. I'll just have another two drinks and then I'll be fine. <laughs> so she drives home and it's a very long time we're really hoping something happens at this point like maybe and the I, killer's in the back of her car or something yeah and again I wasn't sure if it was a bad camera angle or if it was a POV shot because they keep fucking things up they keep oh do you know poorly. what I think it is a POV shot because is, he's obviously yeah. driving that car in the, ne- the next day. And yeah, so he follows from the boot, basically. Um, mm. She gets in, she goes, has, has a shower, of course. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is shower number one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, then, hang on. And then she gets a call, doesn't she, from, from the dude at the bar. I don't know if this is shower or bath number one. I think this is shower or bath number two. two. We've missed yeah. a scene, just a minor scene with some bad mother, bad parenting. Where she goes and has a she she goes into the bath, mm. comes out in a towel, and is completely dry and has the same hairstyle that she did when she went in the room. That is a talent. Yeah, I'm impressed. It is it's dark out. You know where that is, don't you? Oh God, we're not in a nightmare. Because George Tanham is out on your roof right now, looking in. <laughs> no, no, no. Then it'll be daylight. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> Wait, look again. <laughs> oh god, it's dark. <laughs> uh, so now, so there's there's actually a nice reveal shot here, yeah. where she's in a town and she leans down to pick up the yeah. phone, and as she leans down, he stood behind her. That is a nice shot. This has some good shots in it. Yeah, they did it. They managed to get him to fit inside her silhouette. He's so dainty. <laughs> Did you read uh, the IMDb trivia on this, by the way? No, but I do have a couple of bits. I don't have anything about this. Do you have something about Tom Savini? Yeah. And how the director claims he did the makeup and Tom Savini wants his name taken off it because he yeah. didn't do the makeup. He just showed up and spoke to the guy doing the makeup and was just like, oh, I tried doing it like this and like did a couple of sketches for him. But there's a photo of Tom Savini on the set. Is there really? Yeah, there's a photo you know of him what? on the set with like the the kid that has the axe. There is a weird similarity between this film and Friday the Thirteenth, the Final Friday, because that kid Tommy in that is obsessed with making monster makeup yeah. shit, and he is based on Tom Savini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's intentional because obviously Friday the Thirteenth Part Four came a lot later in the timeline, but it's just a weird coincidence. I'm sure he was linked to it, but then he he probably came by to help on it. But then, like the effects were nowhere near as good as he'd want, so he probably just took his name off of it. Yeah. So we see some of those effects right now. Yes. Um, how does he kill her? Does he like throw her down and just start? Oh no, he he slashes her throat first, and she goes down. Yeah. He cuts the waxy leather, <laughs> and then um, some dribbles of blood come out at different spots as it kind of like flaps around in the wind. Yeah. And then yeah, then she goes down, and then he stabs her like four times, but like slowly with the same shot. <laughs> yeah. It cuts away and then just cuts back to like different parts of that one long stab down into her. Isn't he like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, as he's doing Yeah, it. yeah, because I think this is the first time he's acted up. It's like he, yeah. he's, he's had a drink and he's he shouldn't be. Just before this, obviously she had the shower. I broke down 24 minutes in, third naked woman. Oh, good job. And it won't be the last. This film no, has a has... lot of pointless nudity scenes. Oh, because I guess the mum hasn't been at the boat yet. I don't know. I think she has been at the boat because I've got written down bad acting yo-ho-ho because ho, the guy's oh, singing. Oh, yeah. When he was driving, they were boating. Mm -hmm. And it was like, cool. No one's doing anything of night. So now we're at the psych ward and the psych ward is saying they can't find him mm -hmm. and they're sorry. We lost a, a murderous psychopath that we thought. <laughs> was was, was oh, fixed and the guy shouting at the doctor is so not intimidating well i said he his voice is about three octaves too high yeah <laughs> and i didn't like, know if he was dubbed there. there's I, a killer I, out there i mean i think everything was dubbed which is why that um airport scene which is weird that the airport scene wasn't dubbed maybe yeah. they couldn't do a dub and have a room tone as well like they didn't have a mixing desk <laughs> one or the other yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you either get the the airport track maybe they recorded over it with the maybe, airport yeah. airport backtrack yeah now we flash to a kid covered in blood yeah it'll be the milk kid right oh wait yeah. no wait no yeah it's a milk kid yeah 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 and then i've written is this kathy again so kathy's um, not there when the kid Pretends oh, that he's been stabbed. He's still driving down, by the way. So he's driving down. Okay. And then the three kids break in. Yeah, because I've written three times car jump cuts because it seems really unnecessary. And then the kids are the kids arrive, but the mum's not there. So the kids break in. Yeah, classic mum not being home. 
And then mum's getting banged on a boat by like the most bohemian looking dude I've ever seen. <laughs> and it's on a boat, so it's perfect. Well, a boat with a fucking telephone. And then they say, tell CJ that he has to take the trash out. So he yes. like just dumps it on the side of the road, which I guess maybe he used to do. And he sees George. I thought this was a good shot as well, because it tracks CJ as he's walking down the driveway. And the guy playing fucking George would be standing behind a tree and moving slightly enough so that you can't see him until he steps out. I thought that was an all right shot. Yeah, but I was wondering for ages, like, are we just going to follow him doing mundane tasks throughout the day to fill time? (laughs) (laughs) But he comes back and he's been stabbed. Oh, God. And he falls down and like everyone's like, let me look, let me look. And they're like, no, oh God, don't help me. Don't touch me, don't touch me. Yeah. And then they call up the mum and then there's a, a long time when she's driving. And they're doing like vamping driven. acting. And- oh, what? Well, here's like, don't be all worked up. It's not going to help CJ. Yeah. Also, <laughs> like, dude, you're driving. He has a compass on, the, on his dashboard. <laughs> I guess it's too normal. <laughs> but also, at what point were they going to call an ambulance? Because they never call an ambulance when they come yeah. in. Yeah, they come in and he's like, he's there. And instead of trying to treat the wound, he's like, well, what happened? Tell us what happened. Yeah. Tell us everything that happened. Yeah. And at this point, he's stopped moving. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I guess he's just dead now. Yeah. <laughs> But I he, was like, this is bold. They have killed a child for the first like, <laughs> half an hour of this movie. Yeah, oh, I was hoping that would have been great. But there was clearly no slash mark on his T-shirt. But he lifted up the T-shirt to the under T-shirt and there was no slash mark there. Yeah. He didn't dare go another layer down. No, but I think that's... at that point he could, he could tell it smelled. Something smelled sweet. Yeah, and he had it on his fingers and he was like... Fishy. Something tastes like ketchup. <sighs> ketchup. And then the kid was like, ha, 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 it wasn't. I said it was a guy that stabbed me, and it wasn't. It was ketchup. It He's just it, reaching it, out because his mum's not home. Yeah, and she's, like, the worst. Well, she then starts freaking out. She sends him to his room, and then she yeah. looks at the living room ta- or the, the dining room table, and it's like, what the fuck? I told you not to touch the food. I told you not to touch the yeah, food. Like, what are you Don't eat the doing? food. And it's just like, but they had to fend for themselves because they came home. You weren't here. They had to climb up on the roof and climb through the window to yeah. open the front door because you weren't there. They took the trash out. They were just making themselves dinner. Yeah, like, fucking leave them alone. And she, she, is shout, she shouts at the other two for trying to help him. Yeah. Yeah, and then Bohemian dude's like, Mom, chill the fuck out. Let's, uh, let's go for a meal. Everyone want to go for a meal? We'll Hang leave on. CJ here. Before they go for the meal, yeah, he gives her booze to calm down, and he starts drinking booze, and then he's just like, "Right, let's go for a meal and take all the family." So oh, yeah, they're drinking scotch. Yeah, <laughs> he's drinking neat scotch, and now he's going to drive her children, but leave <laughs> CJ at home because he's being punished. Yeah, so he gets to like run riot on a house on his own. Oh, and that scene. So that scene where like the mum and guy boyfriend are just like shouting at each other or chatting with each other yeah the audio is so bad it's like they had a mic and they both walked away from it yeah and then she was in one room but like it you just couldn't hear anything that was going on it was so quiet and muffled and they didn't Mm. try to boost anything Uh, i've only just realized this now while talking but obviously they go out take the daughters and they go out for a meal but they leave cj behind on his own and they don't get a babysitter (laughs) oh yeah so when it's one <laughs> so, person it's fine but when it's three kids yeah 
And also, they can't look after each other. She, when she realizes what the time is, she's in no hurry to get home until she thinks her son's been stabbed. So, so she has the foresight enough to get them a babysitter, but when they're home alone, yeah. doesn't be like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? Like, she doesn't give a fuck. Bad yeah. mother. Bad mother, and makes poor economic decisions. Like, just leave. Be consistent. Yeah, she clearly doesn't have a job. No, well, she's banging bohemian dude that like massive fancy parties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm guessing he he either lives on his boat or he has a lot of money and a boat. Yeah, true. Yeah. So killer calls Kathy's. I've got now. Is that right? Is Kathy at home and she gets called? Oh, okay. Oh, no, Kathy, so, no, the babysitter does come round. No, 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 no. This is really confusing. Oh, is this another night? No. Well, it's. I think it's later on in the night because it cuts to the girls eating at the dinner table. So I assume they're in the restaurant. But then I realised CJ was with them. But I know I know CJ had been left behind because you saw him watching them as they drove away. So I think it's later that night. I think the mother, maybe she has a night job. She's gone mm-hmm. out again. And... Yep. It's Kathy is there, and that's where she gets that creepy phone call. Uh, but yeah, it's really confusing because he's like, "Let's go for dinner," and then yeah. cuts to them eating dinner on the same. And we know it's the third day because of those titles. Well, maybe they had dinner, and then she went to go sleep at his, go sleep on his boat for a bit because she needs a break from her fucking kids. Yeah. So Kathy's there, and she gets called. We we're pretty sure it's CJ that's been pranking her on the phone. Because she go, runs upstairs, and as she runs upstairs, he, like, ducks and pretends to be asleep. I think potentially it is, because they set up that there's two phones later on, because obviously that guy calls from inside the house. Yeah, he ju- he he runs and jumps into the bed, and then there's that awful bit where he's like, nah, and, and then, like, the music's like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, yeah, and then his friend turns up and gives him a bag full of drugs that turns out to be maybe ingredients for a pipe bomb i wrote down is he making a pipe bomb <laughs> yeah it seems like it but no what he's constructing out of pipes and string is far more complex <laughs> oh uh, a, a a giant mannequin <laughs> who would have a life-size mannequin <laughs> that he can um, wear and walk around in but the, so then the you see the kathy or the mum goes downstairs and she's like flicking off the lights but all the lights are on yeah, and then the switches are all the wrong way up because yeah. there's no continuity in this world. Yeah, it's Kathy. Um, I can't remember. Something happens then. Oh wait, no wait. Is this the bit when she gets? And then she gets no. This bit then tantrum. George removes the upper torso of the woman that he killed before. That's really poorly wrapped from his boot, and then he walks off and like takes the body to a beach and screams <laughs> like howling at the moon. <laughs> Doesn't even try to bury it, and then it's shower time. Okay, yeah. This is when the kid walks in wearing oh, his yeah. mannequin costume with glowing yeah, red I, eyes. I've got the killer sneaks in. Yeah. <laughs> Not the killer. And they do they do like the kind of normal window uh, mirror reveal. So yeah. she's got the like sink cabinet thing. Which, why is she going through that? She's the babysitter. Why is she having a shower in the house? <laughs> the why is she having a shower? shower the film. Um, but yeah. she slides it back and yeah, there's red glowing eyes behind her. And I was like, I didn't expect a monster. Yeah, I know, right? And then you see the kid's face in the stomach. Yeah. So also, another weird, obviously, a similarity between this and Friday the 13th Part 4, because the kid scares, like, the mother dressing up as a monster in that as well. Yeah. Again, it's just a freak coincidence, I think. 
And then the babysitter quits. So it's either the next day or the same night because she's outside and bathed in sunlight. So yeah, I don't know and if it'd be a head... weird time to come back the next day and quit. Oh, we have had, it does say the fourth day and oh, okay. um, CJ is not normal. He is evil. So now on the fourth day, someone is selling a property. Oh, the, the mum wants to sell the house. I guess uh, she can just leave CJ buried in the back garden. And the... Do you reckon she was going to tell the kids that she was moving? No. No, I think she was taking the money and she was going to dash because she's a bitch. This scene is bizarre. Yes, it's very weird here. So she has a chat with the guy about selling the house. He says that she needs to take Polaroids. Yeah. She's like, I've got a friend that can do that. Bohemian dude is like, yeah, I can, I can help with that. But he's like, it's like getting Picasso to paint your car. So I guess he's a photographer and he's taking a Polaroid of the house. Maybe, yeah. And he takes a shot and he pulls it out and he's like, that's strange, there's a dude in your window. And they yeah. look up and there's no one there. Yeah. No one's in the house. I also have a sneaking suspicion. I think the house that they're filming in is not the same house that has the innards. Because when they run into the house, they don't run in the front door. They run past the front door and then it cuts to a shot of them coming in some other door that does oh, really? not match the house at all. Oh, when you're talking about innards, I thought you meant like frit. Oh no, I mean like yes. the inside house. The inside of the house um, is different to the outside. This is, they don't look very hard to find this guy because he is just no. standing in a cupboard which the door is slightly open on. I would say it's quite open. Yeah, there's a like lot the of light, light on is him. bathing his face. Yeah, it's, like, there's a good few inches, and he's stood about a meter and a half from them. It's so light in there; it's like outside at night. <laughs> yeah. So is that is that George then that's in in the cupboard now? Yeah, actually? George is in the cupboard. Yeah. Yeah, and he's clutching a rusty rusty ship. Yes. Which is a shame because he he normally has a nice ice pick around. Actually, no, he was killing people with that shiv before. So yeah. maybe, he, maybe he upgraded at some point. But yeah, they, they look around a little bit and then we come back to the text-based search game that they're playing. They're saying, computer, trace car. Computer, find other stolen car. Computer, where is he? Yeah. Thank you, computer. 99, 91% Daytona Beach. But there's, there's no beach there. I mean, technically, I he was on that beach because he left yeah. the body there. They were, a bit, they were saying that there's a place that he was at, but why has that come up? Because there's not a beach. Oh, but then no. the next shot is uh, them, a family on the beach because CJ's getting shouted at for ruining the picnic because there's some birds near them. Well, he lures over the seagulls. It's, yeah. it's, they're attracted to the evil within his eyes. <laughs> so, yeah, so CJ then has a look with his binoculars and he spots George... On the beach. And that's mm -hmm. the dude that maybe gave him the idea to squirt ketchup on himself. Yeah, he says that's... He runs them and says, that's the man that I've seen before. I don't know if that's also implying that he's... No, because it's not him more in the window. than the ketchup time. Yeah, he's seen him once before. But wait, if it was CJ looking through the window before when the kids thought that someone was looking through the window... Uh, sorry, if it was George doing that. Yeah. George was in New York at that time. Or... The Institute. Or maybe that is a flashback to much earlier on before he got arrested by the Institute. No, the kid didn't age that much. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. <laughs> I noticed here that they obviously are doing a, a, a cry wolf thing. Yeah. But then they literally say to him, you are the boy that cried wolf. Cried wolf. <laughs> 
subtlety it's uh it's, yeah, it's never no lost nuance in this uh film they, they try to give him like some uh some humanity and he was asking if he was going to marry his mum and blah 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 um no one really cares and then day five no you're missing a scene uh, what happened uh the mum gets a dirty phone call that's so good she has to stop and have a cigarette afterwards a dirty phone call. Yeah, George calls her and is like, I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to pull your underwear off or I'm going to fuck you. Do you not remember this? No. She gets woken up by this and then she's like, who is this? Who is this? Doesn't recognise her husband's voice. Hangs up the phone and then lights husband. a cigarette and starts smoking it. <laughs> oh, that's my husband. I'm going to kill him. You, uh, you, you dropping spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally missed that. Day five. So on this, George calls up the psych ward now. He doesn't really talk. But they're saying to him, dreams can't hurt you. And then he, while they're saying that, dream him as a kid, batters the shit out of him. And then I think he's like frothing at the mouth, having a seizure. I believe in this scene as well, he says that his dreams are stronger than the pills. Because mm. they're like, the pills will stop the dreams. And he's like, my dreams are stronger than them. They're beating the pills. And then he starts doing the frothing at the mouth bit. And they start beating his face. <laughs> and then it cuts between... Like uh, being battered is quite a nice cut. Cuts like on one of the slams from the bat or axe, whatever it is, to then CJ's face. Yeah. So CJ goes out for a bike ride. Where's he going? Does he say he's going to feed his birds? Maybe he is luring over all the seagulls. <laughs> he's training them to attack picnics. <laughs> but he goes, he goes down to meet up with a mate as well. But he drops off his bike and then goes for a wander. Yeah. But he calls out to some woman and that's our first introduction to her. This is where I've written on the top of my page, a lot of fodder. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure her name is Candy. And she rocks up at this old house, sees his bike out and decides to investigate. That was his bike, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that looks like a man-sized bike and I don't remember him riding that. It looked pretty big, but he then gets on it at the end and rides off. True. So she starts exploring the house, and then there's like a ball dropping from the stairs, um, which is nice and creepy. So she follows it to to find George. I I don't know what, uh, not George, so, well, she does find George. I don't know why she's trying to track down CJ. Maybe he just shouldn't be there, and she knows that he's also no good. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Or maybe she wants to play. I don't know. Fuck it. Um, maybe she wants to go in and get killed George, how does George sneak up on her? George is hiding in a cupboard I believe and sneaks up behind her this so bit positive. is good because she's, you don't see her die but you hear her scream as she is attacked and then the other yeah. boy shows up uh, CJ's friend, His friend yeah. and he goes into the hut and is whispering CJ's name and it cuts to CJ outside, CJ outside throwing stones into the river uh, ocean i think he, he was trying to feed stones to the birds maybe and and he can hear his friend whispering his name but he yep. did not hear the screams of a murdered woman but also he doesn't say anything no he doesn't say anything for ages and creepily. and then he walks around the front and he says i'm going now are yeah. you coming he's like i know you're in there because i watched you go in there but i said nothing and when you're calling out my name and i heard you i said nothing yeah he also, you didn't see him go in. That's a lie. Uh, He's a weird kid. And, but the kid is like, oh, there's some cool shit in here, CJ. You've got to come see it. It's like an upturned bed and uh, the facade of a TV. I mean, if I was a kid and I found that place, I'd love it. I'd be like, look at all this stuff. I it's mean, so cool. as an adult, you found a place like that and you loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I had a lot of fun in that abandoned hotel I found. 
But he walks in and it's like the facade of a TV set. I think it it looked like a TV and then it falls over and it's about two inches thick. Yeah. And you see the aftermath. You see the payoff from that kill that we missed. And it's probably arguably the best makeup in the movie. Yeah, she's bloody, she's cut, she's like her clothes are ripped and she's covered in rats. They got there really quick. Yeah, there's one and she's rat. tied there's two at least two. Oh, is rats. there yeah there's one around the top and like one on the hand yeah and so, they're like bloody rats as well well they've been like rolling around and rolling around in her guts oh yeah this is the shot that i thought was cool because the kids walking back being like oh my god and uh george is walking up the stairs and his shadow is on the wall yeah like, that shot and it just really shows cool. his legs coming closer because yeah, at first yeah. I was like is that supposed to be the kid's legs walking away because they're totally I know, same, yeah. that's why I think it's a good shot because you're like is that the kid and then you're like oh no it's not the kid it's the guy he's there but this um, is the first time that he has now killed a child yes and then so maybe he was going to kill CJ well this kid wasn't CJ though also this leads to one of the most confusing scenes I've seen in a movie so he yes. he's at home and then the police show up, and you're like, okay. And then one of the sisters says, you've had it now. Yeah. And then, and then the mum takes all the kids in the car yeah. to a crime scene. Where, for some reason, instead of Tony's mother, they get a nine-year-old boy to identify the heavily beaten corpse of his friend. No, it's not just that. Oh, they also accuse him. So I think she's he's already been identified. They know who it is. And it's like, this is your friend, isn't it? And they're like, they're like, we've already spoken to all your friends. All your friends are... Why Why is this kid... If you've been, had time to a fucking investigation, why is this kid not back at the morgue? Why are you exposing a dead body to a child? <laughs> They say to him, are you CJ? And he doesn't say anything. And then he's just like, how old are you, CJ? What is it? What is your age a secret? And then CJ's like, I'm nine. And then he's like, I need your help, CJ. So it's like, what is it? Are you interrogating him? Or like... <laughs> yeah, and it's lit by like a single like mag, mag light. <laughs> just shone at their faces. But someone's been holding it by their arms too long and their arms are getting weak. So it keeps like dipping down and being really shitly really shitly aimed yeah they're like if you did something you had to tell us and then he's like i didn't kill him also i'm sure just by looking at the dead body of this child you could see that it wasn't another child that inflicted these injuries because yeah. he didn't look like he was stabbed or anything he was covered in bruises so it looks like he was beaten to death man we should have seen that just <laughs> yeah i know right wailing on a rubber face <laughs> I like clearly it wasn't the kid but then they're like oh we're wasting our time with this get him out of here and it's like yeah. why was this not done at the police station yeah yeah this could have been handled a lot better yeah. that, that is the worst worst detective I've ever am, come across I am glad we've seen this scene because it's I, it's I'm never gonna forget and I feel like this is the one takeaway of the movie them getting a child to identify a dead child instead instead of the child's mother. Yeah, on my notes, I've just written Officer Lacks Tact. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that sums him up. Like, out of context of the movie, it's a really bad scene, but in context of the movie, it's a really bad scene. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, that feels like a... Th- yeah, maybe that was a throwaway... Um, seeing they they picked it up at the end of a day or something. So weird, so no th- bizarre. And the officer's really bad. Like his delivery is awful. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, he of bad clearly can't act. 
Yeah. No one in this film can act, except maybe George. He's really good at being sweaty. He's re- that was pure talent to be yeah. that sweaty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, um, he lived this life. He went to bed wearing uh, several, several suits. Apparently he, apparently, he brought his own clothes to the set, so he brought his own sweat as well. <laughs> good man. Um, so now we're on the final day. Yes. And then Sweaty George finds Pantry. Oh, no, he is in the house and panty he's, looking, he's looking in the wife's Sweaty panty George drawer. finds Pantry Drawer. Yeah. There we go. That makes more sense. Fucking poorly written notes. So CJ comes home and delivers <laughs> the best line I've ever heard. He starts being like, Mom, Mom, are you home? The stupid teacher sent me home. All of them think I killed Tony. <laughs> yes. You know, fucking hell, maybe it's got something to do with that, like, that shit show of a police officer the night before, being like, <laughs> that nine-year-old definitely killed this this kid. He probably went on the news afterwards, it's like, this bit of murder, 12-year-old boy, here he is, you can see him here. We suspect that another nine-year-old boy mashed his fucking face in. Uh, uh, so if you see name. him at school tomorrow, make sure you pick on him. His name is uh, CJ Taunton. I mean, CJ, we don't want to give away any spoilers in the surname. <laughs> Um, he can't possibly have a family. No, I refuse, no. as his doctor, I refuse to believe this. No, and, and if, if a name is spelled slightly different on a case, but if it links back to a previous case that's very similar, it's probably just a coincidence. <laughs> so then CJ goes for, I think he hears a noise, so he goes exploring up in his mum's room, and that's where he finds pills, um, because George is trying to get to his pills to, like, uh, to, to take control of himself, but yes. he drops them all. So at this moment in time, I was writing down what CJ had said. So I missed the bit of him trying to get the pills. And I walked in and just saw what I assumed was nuts hitting the floor. (laughs) And I was like, did he literally just empty his nuts to his ex-wife's fucking underwear? And then I realized they're probably his pills. (laughs) Just dropped a load. <laughs> like, this is a perfect time. I might get caught. Someone came in the house. Let's have a quick snack. <laughs> so George tells... Oh, so this is where George calls up CJ in the house. And this says, is after, sorry, CJ has picked up all the pills that yeah, he's just he found on the downstairs. floor. Yeah, and so that makes sense that he's trying to warn him. He's like, before I go psychotic because I've lost my pills. Mm-hmm. He's like, get out the house now, leave while you can. Yeah. Because he knows otherwise he's going to fuck him up. He's going to kill him. And CJ thinks it's a mate playing a trick on him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. From inside the house. So then we cut to the airport. The airport scene is, as we discussed earlier, phenomenal. Yeah. So the Freud turns up and he's greeted by a Mormon, I believe, or a present, or maybe another oldie timey milkman. Yeah. Who has a like we discussed a completely silent conversation with him for a while and uh, because they lost the audio files and then went in the car and continued to have that conversation and then they said something about how how his his pills clearly didn't work yeah and that what he was planning on doing like his everything's failed and now they have to stop like stop this killer yeah but they also mentioned that maybe it wasn't just a, a bad dream maybe it was maybe it was a real case that they were linking to that of these like um 
these nightmares that he's having. And he yeah. says, it turns out there was a case, but there was a slightly different surname. But it matched oh, okay. entirely the dream that he explained. Yeah, exactly. This Because doc, his doctor just comes across as stupid because he's just like, no, he can't possibly have a family. No, all of this stuff's wrong. Why would he be in Florida? He'd never be in Florida. And then, he was like immaculately said, conceived. Yeah, they could have easily have fixed this by having the corporation be a bit more sinister and be like, we can't let people know that these drugs have failed. Yeah. They're going to market. Like, Yeah, because it, it seems... It seems just like they're they they they're just trying to help him. Yeah. And he got away, unfortunately. So they're trying to help him again by by saving him. Yeah. But it's just it's poor writing. Yeah, exactly. Like like I said, I think there's a better film here. I have Definitely. a take on the ending, but we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. I have a take on how the ending impacts my scoring because uh, it fluctuated in the final minutes. The ending is the best <laughs> the bit film. and the, the worst bit. The the final end of this movie is fun. Penultimate like, is the best bit. Yeah, and the, the ending is the worst bit. Yeah. I mean, the fourth day in general is the best bit of the movie. You can skip the whole film and just watch the fourth yeah. day. Um, so Kathy is now being convinced to babysit one last time because she really needs that 20 bucks. I believe that while the bad mother is on the phone to Kathy, she has just come out of the bath. Yes, she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah because she's getting dressed. He's, he's in tears. So much of this film is people getting out of the bath. But also, she's getting dressed to go to this event before she's called the babysitter. So if the babysitter says no, she's going to the event anyway. She's already yeah. she's already dressed at that point. Yeah. So um, so she's babysitting, and then she gets a surprise necking from her boyfriend, who creeps up behind her, looking fairly similar uh, to George. Yeah. And then she's a naughty babysitter. He says that he has marijuana, a marijuana cigarette, I believe, or as he called a joint. They say that let's fall around and smoke it later, but then they're just like fumbling around like they're really high or drunk. It's hard to tell. It's bad acting. Um, and when he sneaks up on behind her and like the the speed of how quickly they're making out feels like that was done wrong. Yeah. He sneaks up behind her to grab her and she turns around and then they just start making out instantly and she hasn't even seen his face yet. And... It just feels weird. Like, yeah, I agree. And then she's like, ah, oh, you scared me. And I'm yeah. like, and your instinct was to make out with him yeah. passionately. But they also, I've wrote down straight up a porno fucking next to the <laughs> stairs. They don't even go into another room. In the they're living just, room. They're just doing it on the floor in the living room, knowing full well that CGA gets out of bed constantly. Yeah, to pull pranks. And exactly. look, there are three kids in the house. And she every time he says a word, she's like, Shh, there are kids here you can't make noise yeah yeah but then they're just like fucking as loud as they can yeah and then he's just smoking it she goes to have another shower she goes and to have he the just lights shower a fucking, of the movie and he lights a joint mm -hmm. on the on the stairs in the house yeah and i'm like well maybe the mum doesn't give a shit <laughs> so so it's fine but he gets punished for smoking his illegal drugs does he get choked out with barbed wire See the barbed wire or some some kind of cable. Yeah. But yeah, it looked like that. Or like like a cheese wire cutter. I, I'd like okay. to hope it's barbed wire because that would be brutal. But you don't see him die. But but now no. the killer George, for no reason, is wearing the mannequin's costume. Yeah, and I guess the only reason is the end. I guess for the reveal, and I, I swear to God, because he's also he's wearing a buttoned-up shirt. But when he gets shot with a shotgun, the shirt is now open and he has a very pale looking chest 
which yeah. a bullet hole rips out of. So they obviously wanted to hide the fact that his chest was a different colour to his face, but yeah. they didn't hide it very well. And she turned around, the babysitter comes back, so she's um, he's been choked out, the boyfriend's been choked out and dragged down the corner. And then yeah. George has stood there with a mask on. Yeah. And she's like, oh, CJ, you're doing it again. I'm not going to fall for it. You're an idiot. Yeah. I guess, again, that shows that it's like it's playing back on that scene, so that scene was probably still there. Yeah. And then, yeah, he ice picks her. In the hand in... first when she grabs the phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she's yeah. like, stop playing around. <laughs> I wrote, it's hammer time. Yeah, and then he gets taught that lesson later. She is also getting stabbed in the back multiple times. And then CJ yeah. comes in and sees it. Then he runs to tell his sister, someone is trying to kill Kathy. I think he succeeded. No, they're <laughs> trying really hard. <laughs> she wasn't dead at the time, but he was definitely trying. Um, but with that, she so, like stabs into the spine like several times, like, yeah. winching at the rubber. And then she puts her hand behind but the way, what, she, what they had actually done, it's like, if you put your hand behind, your thumb will be pointing down. Yeah. And what they did is they said to her, like, we got this model, just reach in with your right hand and put it on there. So it was coming, like, from in front of the camera. <laughs> so her hand was the wrong way around and it made no sense. I was like, fuck, he broke her arm as well. <laughs> what a bastard. Yeah. So I got a bit confused here because I thought his sisters didn't believe him. But I guess they did because I think they hide in another room. Because I thought it was weird that they weren't reacting to the door being cut down or the gunshots. Yeah, and and they're older, or at least one. One sister is, like, significantly older than him. But Bollock's Chops, the bohemian guy, um, he did tell CJ, you have to be the man of the house now. Mm-hmm. Cool. So he's the man of the house now. He's doing his best Home Alone, except he's doing better than Home Alone because the first thing he does is he runs to his mum's bed yeah. Where she keeps a loaded pistol behind the pillow yeah. <laughs> or under one of the pillows. George runs up and starts pickaxing that bedroom door mm-hmm. and he makes a nice hole, mm-hmm. reaches in and gets shot in the hand. And then he grabs the pickaxe again and like pulls himself up towards the door and gets shot in the chest or in the abdomen. This, uh, this kid's a fucking dead aim. He... You can tell he's killed a lot of squirrels. Like, he seems the type... Yeah, he could have easily shot him in the face because when he pulls himself up, I was like, don't stick your face in the hole. I thought he was going to do that. I thought he was going to pop him in the eye at one point. Um, But that, you know, that would have slowed down the rest of the film. Also, sorry, just... uh, I know we're going to jump to another gun in a minute, but again, bad mother. These guns are are in reach of children. Loaded weapons (laughs) throughout the house. (laughs) But yeah, so he gets shot three four five times through that door i was counting and then the kid then the kids run so then he checks that the like he george falls over flat looking pretty dead he does a clever thing he keeps his gun through the door opens the door then passes it over so he keeps the gun he's like an expert at gun control that bit was really i mean that shot was cool anyway of him looking through the hole but yeah, when he opens the door, he uses the door as cover still and then reaches his hand through to take the gun. So the gun's always aimed at the yeah, guy. Yeah, superb marksman. I'm like, this kid needs to go up against um, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> I think he'll be pretty good. And then he goes and rescues his sisters and takes his sisters downstairs. Yes. And then we have a nice cheated shot as the kids run out, looking like from the, from the back, looking over the face of the killer. Yeah. Um, over the face of George's mask. 
yeah. and does a nice little focus shift to his eyes. But I was hoping you'd see like the eyes twitch or something. Yeah, yeah. But that may have been too hard to choreograph. So, uh, <laughs> so instead, you just hear him making noise or grunting. Yeah. You know, like ice picks the floor and pulls himself up as the kids are out trying to find. He's got. He can't use his core anymore because it's riddled with holes. <laughs> Oh, because I think this is where he tries to make a phone call and he can't get out. But there's also a really weird yes. shot here where uh, CJ goes back into the house, but there's a shot where he stood next to an outside table and instantly walks out of shot, but then the shot holds on the table and you hear the sisters go, oh, he's still alive, don't go in the house. Yeah, I think they may have added that back in. Yeah, that was a weird shot. Yeah, uh, but yeah, but before they go out, George comes down the stairs and he shoots him again in the chest. So that's the sixth shot. Again, counting because wow, we've had too many. This. I can't wait too to see many how it goes. of these guns. Very well. This was the only continuity in the film. Oh, nice. So then they leave and they come back into the house, but George's body is gone. Yeah. So the kid goes up the stairs with the gun raised in his kind of Jack Bauer marksman style. He's ready. He's got his, <laughs> his took mag light underneath. He checks the corners. But he didn't check, I guess, right next to the stairs on the other side when he walks up because George is now right behind him. <laughs> Maybe that's um, where he was hiding before, in plain sight. Yes. Um, and he fires a shot, but click, click, he's used all six bullets. James, what is this small child going to do? He runs into the spare bedroom, reaches up and gets the loaded shotgun on the wall <laughs> that's high enough for a nine-year-old to reach. <laughs> And then comes to the stairs and does it flash between young George and old George walking up the stairs with the Yes, axe? it does, yeah. yeah. Which is quite nice. I like that. I feel like they should have explained more that this family is related to him and they had some kind of problem. They do say that the father left when CJ was born. Yeah. But they need to address the fact that this woman has loads of guns around the house. Yeah, yeah. Like, essentially, she's doing, a, she's doing a, a Halloween. She's like preparing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's doing a Halloween 2018. Yeah. Uh, but she's whereas preparing. she's just a standard American with the amount of firearms that she has in reach of children in her house. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't set in Texas. And then, yeah, so CJ doesn't... CJ is like on it with this. He's been preparing his whole life to shoot someone in the chest. Oh, yeah. Because he aims the shotgun, he holds the kick, and he just, like... I was going to say, he does, there's no recoil. The there's no, no recoil. And he fires twice, does he not? Yeah, 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 yeah. The kid is, the kid is strong. The kid is a marksman. <laughs> the kid does not have a second thought. Those moments in films where you think, maybe I shouldn't kill this guy, is when you die. Yeah. And thankfully, this kid is a natural-born killer. It's mental that in so many like slasher films, you're like, don't do that, don't do this. And this kid is doing everything right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when in The Strangers, when they wait in that one room where there's only one entrance with a gun, and they're going to shoot whoever comes in, and the only thing that they fuck up on is that their mate Dennis from Always Sunny walks in, and they shoot oh. him at point-blank range. And he's like, as he dies, he's like, idiots, fucking idiots. Check who it is before you shoot. <laughs> this is a bullet for gods. It now cuts, so now the body falls down, uh, falls down the stairs. Yeah. Again. And then it cuts to the flashback. Yes. Right? Yes. Now we get the flashback. Yeah. So now we get the full scene of the tease scene at the beginning of this film. Mm -hmm. Where George walks into the house 
POV style, goes up the stairs, young George, Milkman George. Milkman George. Um, opens the door and watches his mum and dad potentially having somewhat kinky sex. And then he leaves. I wrote that his dad is a certified freak seven days a week, is what I wrote. <laughs> Oh, it's yes. going to date this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and well, I don't know. She didn't look. She looked quite dry. I mean, she for now, she <laughs> did look dry. Oh yeah, yeah. But... She gets pretty wet later. <laughs> Stopping. Stopping. Chopping. Um, he gets fucking bubbly. Like his his brain sack is just like filled with lavery blood. Um. So the kid leaves, and at that point, I was like, oh. Maybe he made up the killing in his head, and it was and it was a nightmare. Because he slowly walks out, right, and he goes outside of the house. Yeah, and then stands there and ponders for a while, and then walks to the shed, and then ponders for a while. How good is the shot when he w- opens the door of the shed and you see the axe there, though? But like, that was a great shot. Yeah, that's very nice. And also, I'll give him this: the entire walk up to the bedroom, where it's shot just yeah, above the kid's waist, so you, waist, so you can't <laughs> see that he's carrying the axe, is again yeah. genius. And then it's suspense. ruined by the fact that the axe is clearly a fake axe because it's so light that this child can swing it around like a maniac. No, 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 no. Kids are hench in this film. They, they, can, maybe, t- they can take blows. Maybe I was wrong about the uh, milkman thing. Maybe he was a Mormon because I don't think he knew these people. Yeah. He just showed up at a house, saw people having mad sex, and was just like, I'm going to have to kill them now. Yeah, that's a, it's time to be punished by the Lord. <laughs> I kick ass for the Lord. So then they do the nice reveal shot again, where she dips down to like make out with him or something, like the mum does, and it shows the kid there with the axe, Yeah, which is a lovely shot. Mm-hmm. Then she comes up, and all right, nice thing. He swings the axe into her neck. And it, mm-hmm. it penetrates, but it doesn't cut the head off. And that's yeah. great. And then he swings it again, and the thing just goes flying like it's held on with Velcro. Yeah. Which, again, I'm happy with both of those. We get a nice Evil Dead shot of the hands and the, and yeah. the, the neck spurting blood all over the father's face. Yeah. And then he hacks her body up with the axe over and over and over again. And you see blood splatter everywhere. And I'm looking over at Lex, who's watching... In- and Gardener's World on her laptop <laughs> and I'm watching this film on the big screen in the living room with headphones on and I'm like, now's not the time to look up. <laughs> Some fertiliser for your plants. Maybe that wasn't his mum because the dad's reaction is just like, you've got it wrong, son. Yeah, she isn't punishing me. Don't worry. You don't have to chop her into bits. She, was just, then she just slapped me. as slap and tickle. This, the, the next bit I didn't see coming. No. And then the kid raises the axe above his head <laughs> and drops it onto his dad's forehead. And you see it go in. Yeah. And it like caves the rubbery skull in. <laughs> and it's just, it's like a bucket of blood. It's just frothing and bubbling out. It's like, yeah. Someone, someone's there just like, like blowing a pipe full of blood out of this guy's forehead. It's much better than snuff in that bed scene. And then that ne- the next shot is actually him with a fake axe in his face because his arms are twitching and stuff. And that shot looked great. Yeah. I this is the best like, bit of the that movie. That seems like... And that is the scene where Tom Savini was there. Oh, I can see. That's did, why that scene he, looks good. Did he do something? Who knows? Oh, Mate, potentially. Did. I heard he did the makeup. Well, I heard he didn't. Tom Savini <laughs> says he didn't. 
sure he did. <laughs> yeah, hacks up, kills dad, bubbling, bleed out ahead. Blood everywhere and then in it, the room. Then it jump cuts to George, young George is looking at himself in the mirror. I think it jumps cut jump cuts to him blooded up to dead old George and young George stood yeah. there and yeah. It really tries to drum home that they are the same person into your head. Yeah. But there's a lot of blood. Uh, um, an obscene amount of blood in that in that room. <laughs> yeah. And then, Considering he swung the axe, what, five times max? And the kid himself is no, he drenched. Was wailing, he was wailing on the mum for a while. True, true. Like he must have done like 10, 10 shots into her torso. Hacked that up. And then the, the um, psych doctor's find um find george they find the they, house no, they know where the house is now well they show up um, as the police are there do they not yep and then there's the three bodies there's the oh hang on sorry i knew we'd glaze over this i just i made a note of it when it happened when they run outside one of the little girls says where's kathy cj says she's dead yeah and then the little girl <laughs> screams <laughs> so yeah we find the bodies of kathy a masked man who we don't know who it is, and Kathy's boyfriend, as yep. CJ's mum rocks up. They unmask the dead man, and I swear to God... The Scooby-Doo moment. Yeah, the, the mum says, that's my husband, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I swear she says that. I heard that's my husband. Yeah. Maybe she did say the other bit. <laughs> I t- I'll take your word for it. I swear she says, I'm going to kill him. And then we cut to a shot of the omen-looking kid, CJ, in the car, who winks at camera. He winks the camera. <laughs> Do they not sh- cut in between him and his dad as a kid as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Which they do a couple of times in the film. If I was writing this film and I was making the evil company more sinister, because they show up and sort of don't do anything, yeah. I would have them go to CJ, we can help you, just so that we're even more double down on the fact that the cycle's going to repeat itself. Yeah, or at least they rock up and take over from the police or something. Because they really don't have anything to do. No, they've just cocked up and they're, they're, they're following a trail of destruction. Well, there's a scene in the film where the unthreatening guy whose voice is too high, there's a scene where he comes into an office at night and starts looking through some files. And we don't know what's in those files. We don't know why he's looking. We don't know what room he's in. We know nothing about this scene. It's just mm-hmm. there to pad out something. It was such an Maybe there scene. was story... He Who maybe knows. needed information to put into the back computer. Like, it was so weird. He yeah, had to load it with the right floppies. Yeah. What did you give this, James? I was initially, if you asked me halfway through the film, it was getting a two. Oh, okay. Then it was getting a three. Yeah. And then it was getting a four. Wow. With the end scene. Yeah. And then it ended and it yeah. got a three and a half. Wow, that is... No. A three. Okay, definite answer? Yes, a three. That is a lot higher than I thought you were going to score this film. It had great gore. <laughs> it does. There were so many showers. It has I mean, it had the... awful gore, but it, like, it was dotted throughout the film quite nicely. You had to wait every now and then. but It had some legit good moments in it, but more bad moments than good. Oh, and yeah. I didn't hate this film in any way, shape or form. And if it wasn't for the acting of everyone involved, that everyone's awful, I was going to give this a three, but I wrote down two because the (sighs) acting is so bad. See, I was like, I was was starting at two and everything was bad. Yeah. That bloodbath really brought it back for me. (laughs) I 
I'm going to defend my score. I think we've given it a 5 out of 10, which is a, a fair score. Yeah. yeah uh, but I, I'll stick with my two. Just because, And again, I didn't hate this, and I'd watch it again. I, I really enjoyed it. And I know that's really weird that I've given it such a low score. But it, it was like... A, Absurd was a better film. Yes. But like Absurd, this is a better concept than it is a film. And I didn't yeah, hate it, doubt. but the acting was so bad and the delivery of the lines was so fucking awful. And Absurd had better delivery of lines and that is a foreign film with like three languages in it and dubbed over. Yeah. But this... And like, the dubbing in this was awful. The dubbing was awful. <laughs> the um, delivery was awful. They didn't care about most of the characters. They didn't care about backing up the audio. <laughs> No, they didn't care about backing up the plot. The uh, did you do you know the thing about the editor? Yeah, it's Joel Cohen, right? Well, apparently, apparently, an a UK editor spent eighteen months in jail for refusing to cut cut parts of, out of the film. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I know that Joel Cohen was supposed to edit it, and he got turned down at the last minute. How do as I know in that name? Joel Cohen Wait, from the Cohen, Cohen Brothers. The Cohen Brothers. Oh yeah. my god, no way! You know Joel Cohen worked on Evil Dead One, right? No. Yeah, he, he their their old their old high school friends with Sam Raimi. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I know it's gonna... it's mental that, that like the different career paths that they went on. Yeah, um, I'm just going to Google this uh, editor fact. Mm-hmm. Nightmare gained instant notoriety amongst horror fans when it was banned in the UK as a video nasty. I can and see its why. distributor its distributor was sentenced to 18 months in prison for refusing to edit one second of violent footage. <laughs> what was that, that second? No, no, like he wouldn't touch any oh, of the Oh, I see, footage. I see. Because, like, there's a lot of violent footage in this. I guess the film would be completely unwatchable without it. Yeah. Uh, that is God, a, yeah. That is a bold... You would end bold, up with <laughs> That is a bold stance to take on what is a five-star movie, five-out-of-ten-star movie. <laughs> it feels like this is not the hill to die on. Yeah, it's not like Sam Raimi where he stood up for Evil Dead in court. Like, this is a different thing altogether. Yeah, definitely. There, there, there's a, a drop in caliber. Yes. This is another classic film where when you watch it on Amazon Prime and pause it, the actors don't come up. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one there. Oh, see, I watched this on my Xbox, not on my computer, so it didn't uh... have... It didn't have the uh, x-ray. Also, the kid's name in real life was CJ. <laughs> I believe Kathy was also called Kathy in real life. Serious? Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, and the uh, only other person like listed in the cast was the stripper who was in a lot of softcore porn films on IMDb. <laughs> Overall, not a bad little number. Yeah, watchable. Defin- definitely watchable. Definitely worth your time. Just uh, it could have been a bit better. It's, just, it's a shame. Definitely way too long. Yeah, but the end scene is worth it. Next up is a film from 1972. Okay. I want to double check with you that we haven't done this yet. Okay. Because we might have. Your memory is terrible. We've done something very similar. I did gloss over and I didn't see it, but (laughs) I think it's because I was thinking of I Spit on Your Grave. Okay. It's been a while since I've forced you to sit and watch through a rape revenge film, Lee. Well, we've only so, done one rape revenge film, and that was I Spit on Your Grave. And you were so uncomfortable the whole way through. I Wait, I think I know what again. you're picking. Last House on the Last Left, House on 1972, the Left. <laughs> Wes Craven. Oh, mate, I haven't seen this film in so long. Same. I, I owned, I don't think I have it anymore, but I owned the two-disc release of, I, of Last House on the Left. 
and I watched the cut version by accident and then realized disc two was the uncut version <laughs> and was so it. pissed off I didn't watch it. So <laughs> I have not it. seen this film in a long time. And you have not seen it uncut. And I think it's uncut on Prime. Okay. Oh, wait. No, it may not be. I think it's on Prime to rent. Well, I mean, Arrow have released it, so I might pick it up. Yeah, you should. It's got one of my favourite taglines of a movie, which is, I remember being a bit annoyed that the film isn't as good as the tagline sets it up, which is... Knock, knock, you're dead. No, it's keep telling yourself, it's only a movie, it's only a movie, and it just keeps going. (laughs) Ooh, this is a good choice, James. This is a Wes Craven. This is a good yeah. choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, this is this is this is a a, a genre classic. <laughs> we can't go too wrong with Wes Craven. Well, it depends because you could do later Wes Craven, and that wasn't great. R.I.P. Fine. Jane Silent and Bob. Um... <laughs> oh yeah, he's in Jane Silent and Bob. Oh yeah, because they're yeah. in Scream Three. <laughs> yeah, which is crazy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Miramax. Um. Cool. I guess that's oh. next time on Sadis Film. The dream you can't escape alive. No one under 17 will be admitted.